Thank you for listening to the Voices of UMass Chan, featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Chan Medical School. Thanks for tuning in to the Voices of UMass Chan. My name is Kaylee Pugliese, and I'm the video production specialist with the Office of Communications. In today's episode, we hear from medical student Naz Denishvar, who's an advocate for patients with intellectual disabilities and their families. Thank you for joining us, Naz. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Naz Danishvar, and I'm a third-year medical student at UMass Chan Medical School. So happy to have you here. Can you tell us about your background, where you grew up, where you did your undergrad? Yeah, so I grew up in McLean, Virginia. Um, I lived there my whole life, um, and I was surrounded by a lot of my family, all my cousins, aunts, uncles. We all lived like five minutes down the road from each other. Um, so we're a really tight-knit group, and I chose to stuck around. I chose to stick around Virginia for undergrad. I had two younger siblings who did the same, um, and I went to the University of Virginia. I studied biology and French, um, and I love Charlottesville. I love McLean, but I decided that for med school, I kind of wanted to branch out and leave Virginia, see something different, um, and UMass was a perfect fit. Awesome. So you're from Virginia. What brought you to Massachusetts for medical school? So my parents actually lived in Shrewsbury for a bit, um, far before my siblings and I were around. But my mom loves the Boston area, and I kind of knew that I wanted to maybe look at schools um, in the Northeast. And just the more that I looked into UMass and its emphasis on its care for patients, I think a lot of schools that you know focus on providing great primary care do care a lot about the care that they provide, and it just seemed like a perfect fit. When was your first aha sort of moment when you knew you wanted to be a doctor? I actually knew very early on that I wanted to be a doctor. I, I would say probably even like in kindergarten when people asked me, I was saying I wanted to be a doctor. My dad's an allergist, and um, I probably, when I was little, said I wanted to be a doctor, just having a doctor in the family. But as I grew older, I loved like science classes, experiments, and then in college, it really felt right to be like volunteering in the hospital, scribing in the emergency room. I knew I wanted to, you know, pursue some career that allowed me to care for people, and there's so many careers that let you do that, but just mixed with my love of science um, and that desire, medicine seemed like a really great fit. Excellent. So you were instrumental in bringing a course called Operation House Call to UMass Chan this year for the first time. It's a requirement for all first-year medical students. What is Operation House Call? Yeah, so Operation House Call is run by the Arc of Massachusetts. It's a program that aims to provide a basic curriculum on how to care for both children and adults with special needs to anyone pursuing a degree in healthcare, whether that's a nursing degree, a medical degree, and it's been implemented in a number of nursing and medical schools across Massachusetts. And basically what it is, is it's a didactic session with Maura Sullivan, who um, works for the ARC, and she has two sons with autism, and she comes in and gives a lecture on just some tips and tricks on, you know, how to make patients feel more comfortable in a medical setting, obstacles you may face, ways to approach a patient encounter, and then students get partnered and matched with families across Massachusetts and get the opportunity to do a home visit and kind of sit with these families in a smaller setting, ask any questions that they have, discuss their past experiences in medical settings and just what day-to-day -day life is like for them. That's great. And bringing the course here was personal for you. Can you share more about that? 
Yeah, so as I said, um, I grew up really close to all my family in Virginia, and my cousin Amir has special needs. He's never received a formal diagnosis, but I grew up with him. He's, he just turned 40, actually, this past September, and I always loved spending time with Amir. Even when I was really, really little, he loves music, he loves books, and even when I was like in elementary school, I'd spend hours just reading books to Amir because it would make him so excited and it made me feel really good to see him so excited. So my mom encouraged me as I grew older to you know, get involved in high school with best buddies and volunteer at day programs for people with special needs. And so I really got invested in you know, advocating and working with that patient population, with that human population. And that turned into me kind of, I mean, that's honestly part of the reason why I'm pursuing medicine period is just how much I've loved working with individuals and how much satisfaction I've gained through forming connections with them. And sure, it's been hard at times, but a lot of those connections that I've made through Best Buddies, through volunteering at camps have been just like life-changing, honestly, for me, it's changed my entire outlook. But also growing up with my cousin, I know the obstacles he faces. I know that every day is difficult. He can't communicate. My aunt and uncle don't really know what he does at his day program. If he's sick, he can't really say what's wrong. And a lot of these families have issues finding doctors that feel comfortable caring for any patient that has an intellectual or developmental disability. And I don't think that medical students and nursing professionals are being trained currently well on how to care for them. And it's, it's really very simple. I think there's just a lot of discomfort around how to approach that interaction. And if you break that barrier by introducing students to families early on, I think anyone can be equipped to care for a patient that has an intellectual or developmental disability. And that's the way it should be, because no matter what specialty you go in, the rates of autism right now with the rates of you know any sort of disability you're probably going to come across someone that has some sort of intellectual or developmental disability. Absolutely so you wrote about your cousin in an op-ed in the Boston Globe you've testified to the state legislature about why Operation House Call should be expanded can you talk more about these efforts? Yeah so um, during my first year it was COVID and I really wanted to find some ways to get involved and just feel like I was, you know, still a medical student, still doing something and still pursuing my passion. So I reached out to Maura uh, Sullivan way back then and um, shared my interest in advocacy and how I could get involved. And she's just been amazing in looping me in on whatever I can to, you know, promote Operation House Call in the Massachusetts government, get it to be government funded so that it, the burden isn't on schools to pay for the program. And it's been really amazing. I, I knew early on that advocacy was something that I probably wanted to incorporate into my identity as a medical student and then as my in my identity as a doctor just because I know my voice will carry so much weight and if I can provide a voice for these families by writing a letter or you know, operating in front of um, the house, I'm more than happy to, so. Great. A lot of your resume really ties together. So your research in the Division of Developmental and Behavioral Pediatrics is related to autism. Can you describe your research for us? Yeah, so after um, my first year, we that's the one time in med school you kind of have an off summer. So I reached out to Dr. Rula Shuari, who was at UMass, and I knew I wanted to do 
some sort of research. I hadn't done clinical research in the past and definitely thought that aligned more a bit with my goals as a um, future goals as a doctor. So I reached out to her and she told me about this new study she was running. And the goal of it is to provide an earlier autism diagnosis so that families get earlier access to resources. And my longitudinal preceptor at UMass is Dr. Nazarian, and she's a primary care pediatrician who really opened my eyes to just how hard it is to get services and just how complex that can be to navigate. And so I was really excited to jump on board with Dr. Shuari's project and get involved in this new screen that might expedite the diagnosis and set up with services. So I helped with that project. Um, she recently moved to Boston Children's, but she's maintained contacts here that are still implementing her research in the primary care division of pediatrics here. So it's been great. It's been a really good experience. You've also mentioned volunteer work that you've done related to people with special needs and some volunteer work as a medical student. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, I currently am involved with RAP, which is the Worcester Refugee Assistance Project, and that basically, I'm basically a mentor to someone in the community who's from a refugee family, and that's been amazing too. I just, growing up, I think giving back and giving back to my community was a huge part of like my childhood, my adolescence, and into my adulthood in college. And I've just gained a lot, I, I still do um, gain a lot through service and giving back and forming connections. And I basically was set up with a high schooler in Worcester he is, he teaches me a lot. He's, he works so hard. He's made the honor roll since I've known him and he's currently actually applying to college. So I'm helping him through that process and, you know, just giving him advice in any way possible. We do very normal things. He's just like another friend at this point, but yeah, it's been really great getting to mentor him. You're now partway through your third year of medical school. At this point, what are you hoping to specialize in as a resident? What does the future hold for you ideally? Yeah, so um, I'm definitely still thinking I want to do pediatrics. I came in thinking that, fingers crossed that'll work out. Given my interest in working with kids with complex medical needs, I think I'll probably want to specialize in something. I don't necessarily think that is going to be neuro, but it might be cardiology, it might be, it might be gastroenterology or pulmonology. I don't know yet, but I know I'm going to do a pediatrics residency. and. I hope that I just get to continue to be an advocate um, for my patients and their families and, you know, set them up with resources, educate them on what they qualify for. I've just really grown to love the social side of medicine and using my voice to make a difference. Amazing. Thank you. Is there anything else you would like to mention? No, I just would like to thank Dr. Saymore and Dr. Fisher for really being helpful and, and Dr. Hatem for really, you know, encouraging me to find a way to get this uh, incorporated. I'd also definitely like to thank the Eunice Kennedy Shriver Center. They were super helpful in helping me find the funding um, for this program. The departments of psychiatry, pediatrics, and family medicine also were lovely and very helpful. So I'm just very grateful um, to all the people at UMass that helped make this happen and saw my idea and supported me through. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in to the Voices of UMass Chan. I'm your host this week, Kaylee Puglis, and we'll see you in the next episode. Follow us at UMass Chan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 
On YouTube, find us at UMass Chan Medical School.